0: Welcome, folks, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. I want to start off... First of all, happy Hump Day, which is, which is fitting because thanks to the Dominion Voting System's lawsuit, it looks like Fox News is royally humped. Some new court filings dropped just last night, and the big surprise is something that should surprise no one. Fox News doesn't believe a word they say, and neither should you. (laughs) And neither should the White House Correspondents Association. Case in point, News Corp CEO and Picard action figure left on a hot dashboard, (laughs) Rupert Murdoch. Publicly, Rupert Murdoch's network has been totally supportive of the former president and his election lies, but private messages from November of 2020 show Murdoch fretting that the ex-president was going increasingly mad. Increasingly mad. I'm just curious, uh, Rupi. At what point in his madness might it occur to you to report that the most powerful man in the world has grown increasingly mad? I believe the scale goes mad, increasingly mad, inciting a coup, strangling his Secret Service driver, and dinner with Kanye. We also That's right at the right at the top. We also found out that Murdoch said under oath that he believes the 2020 presidential election was free, fair, and not stolen. But here's the thing. After his own vote tracking team called Arizona for Biden, enraging the MAGA crowd. The network had an emergency meeting where Fox News' CEO lamented, if we hadn't called Arizona, those three or four days following Election Day, our ratings would have been bigger because the mystery would have been still hanging out there. That's right. Fox News believes news should be mysterious. (laughs) They learned their journalism from Scooby-Doo. Rip his mask off who runs the abandoned casino. And I would have been president, too, if it wasn't for you meddling voters. <laughs> Zoinks! It's a root day, Waggy. He's solving mysteries <laughs> like a dog. Another thing... Another thing we learned, Sean Hannity was on a text chain with Fox & Friends, Steve Ducey, and Sean complained about the news team's insistence on reporting facts writing, news destroyed us. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Sean, you also destroyed news. The Deuce... The Deuce... The Deuce responded to Hannity mocking the news side of Fox, saying, they don't care. They are journalists. Yeah, they're journalists. They don't have real jobs like and friend. Perhaps the biggest hypocrite at Fox News is top-rated primetime host Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Seen here watching E.T. die. (laughs) Even though Tucker has publicly defended the former president, the court filings show that on January 4th, 2021, Carlson wrote privately, I hate him passionately. What? You... What? (laughs) You hate him? But talking about him is the thing that pays your big salary. This is like finding a text from the infomercial guy that says, someone, please get me paper towels. This stupid chamois just kind of moves it all around. (laughs) By the way, for the record, this is what Tucker Carlson looks like when he hates you passionately. So, kudos to Tucker. It is not easy to look like the crazy one in a photo with the former president and Marjorie Taylor Greene. (laughs) That is... That is... That is from downtown. These filings reveal all sorts of damning private communications from Tucker Carlson, but these communications, you see, they're just texts. There's no audio. But The Late Show has used cutting-edge AI technology, and this is true. We created a fake Tucker Carlson sound-alike to read his actual words from his actual texts, like when he actually wrote this about the former president. That's the last four years. We're all pretending we've got a lot to show for it because admitting what a disaster it's been is too tough to digest. But come on, there isn't really an upside to Trump. Wow. (laughs) Well, I know that really sounds like Tucker's voice, but that's not really him speaking. And the way you can tell that's not really Tucker is that he was saying what he actually believes on TV. (laughs) (laughs) But again... (laughs) But again... Mm. Those are real texts, and Tucker is right. With the former president, there is no upside, but then again, there is plenty of backside. (laughs) And he's an oldie but a goodie. It's nice to see you again. It's nice to see. And since the revelation of his vast, duplicitous hypocrisy, I don't know what to even believe about Tucker anymore. Does he really tan his testicles? Does he actually want to have sex with a lady, Eminem? Or is he just leading her on with his pale, pale testicles? (laughs) Even, even while being exposed as a legally documented cynical and cowardly liar, Carlson has been trying to get people to believe his deceptive edit of the January 6th footage, but the reaction has been decidedly mixed, including this takedown from GOP spokeskin Mitch McConnell. It was a mistake, in my view, for Fox News to depict this in a way that's completely at variance with what our chief law enforcement official here at the Capitol thinks. Oh, Tuck. You just got Mitch slapped. <laughs> Mitt Romney piled on. It's really sad to see Tucker Carlson uh, go off the rails that bad. Oh, Mitt! This isn't new. For years, Tucker's been going off the rails and pouring his poison on America. That's why they call him the Norfolk Southern of cable news. (laughs) And there's news out there about a little thing you might know called marijuana, the disco lettuce, the devil's arugula, Uncle Jazz cabbage, because... (laughs) Is this just yesterday? Yesterday, Oklahoma voters overwhelmingly rejected an effort to legalize recreational marijuana. What are you thinking, Oklahoma? Oklahoma! Your whole state is a pipe. Wow. Panhandle my ass. Oh, it's a panhandle. Sure. Those who oppose the recreational dankage say that this rejection will improve the mental health of those in our state. So if you're stressed in Oklahoma, you're going to have to deal with it the old fashioned way chewing on a stalk of wheat, staring into the distance, and realizing the wind takes a lot of good men. The dust is your brother now. (laughs) This vote was a bit of a surprise given that Oklahoma has embraced medical marijuana and nearly 10% of the population already has a medical marijuana card. Explains why they've changed the name of the state to Oklahoma. (laughs) And reporters say there is a marijuana shop on every corner with 400 dispensaries in Oklahoma City alone. Oh! (laughs) Oklahoma, where they all enjoy puff, puff, and pass. And if one store's closed, just use your nose. You can find more sticky, icky grass. Oh, Another... oh I got ahead of it. I You're got a little right. ahead ready. of it. I got, ready. Ready. I got a little ahead of it. In other news, we're getting disturbing reports that there are countries besides the United States, and over in France. <laughs> In France, a mass strike has brought the country to a halt with stoppages among truck drivers, garbage collectors, schools, fuel deliveries, air travel, and train service. The strike even affected the Louvre, where protesters briefly occupied the room where the Mona Lisa is displayed, and she was not happy about it. (laughs) Or was she? (laughs) It's hard to tell, really. This all kicked off on Monday when truckers sporadically blocked major highway arteries and interchanges in go-slow actions dubbed Escargot. Eventually, authorities arrived and removed the protesters with a special little fork. (laughs) So, why all the French-fried fuss? A government proposal to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. What? France's retirement age is 62? America's retirement age is death. <laughs> when you turn 85, oh. Oh. when you turn 85, they just strap you to a pole and prop you up at the front of a Walmart. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. More late show, Pot SHOW after the
1: Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Now, uh, folks, I hope you've all been celebrating because it's International Women's Day. Don't forget to get something special for the women in your life, like a box of chocolates containing a list of their male coworkers' salaries. Now, unfortunately, it's not been a great year for the ladies. In Iran, almost 4,000 women have been arrested in protests. In Afghanistan, the Taliban has cracked down on women's rights, and right here in the U.S., the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. It has gotten so bad that Beyoncé updated her hit song. Who won the world? (laughs) Don't worry that this year was a bit of a setback, because there's good news from... UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres seen here saying, it's not my fault, that baby was slippery. (laughs) Guterres believes that things for women will get better in the future. Way, way in the future. Because this week he predicted that gender equality is 300 years away. Or as Fox News put it, will woke time travelers come back and cancel our hooters? Of course, International Women's Day is also a time to honor all the brands who would like to boost their sales, like condom company Durex, who held a publicity stunt in London to highlight the fact that women are four times less likely to say they always orgasm during sex, which they have dubbed the orgasm gap, which is also the best place to buy reasonably priced assless chaps. (laughs) Here's how Durex highlighted the O-gap. I'm here in London with a bunch of football fans about to watch a big match. What they don't know is that the screen is going to be turned off right at those climatic moments to give them that feeling of missing out. To continue the metaphor, when the game restarted, the TV screen said, oh, you're amazing, babe, then turned over and checked its email. Durex isn't the only brand hopping on the lady train. So is Mattel, which unveiled a new women-in-stem line of Barbie dolls, including space scientist Dr. Maggie Adarin-Pocock, former YouTube CEO Susan Wachinski, and marine researcher and microbiologist Antia Boichius. It's a great celebration of women and so much fun for the kids. Hey, Barbie, want to go to the beach? Sorry, Ken, I'm former YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki, and I've got a 6 a.m. meeting with the Tokyo office about click-through optimization. Okay. <laughs> Other brands are also joining the lady honoring, like Hershey's, which is celebrating with Hershey bars <laughs> Other candy companies are joining in with products like Goober's B. Anthony and Ruth Bader Twizzlers. Idris Elba. Ladies and gentlemen, my first guest this evening is an actor you know from The Wire, Molly's Game, and Luther. He now stars in the new movie, Luther, The Fallen Son. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Idris Elba. Nice to see you again. It been, it's been a minute since you have been here. Absolutely.
1: It was some, some, well, welcome. I want to do the whole walk again, just to get that again.
0: Yeah. No. I might want to do it again, because I didn't hug you very well. I keep forgetting. <laughs> when you're not here, I forget how tall you are. I know. I felt like a toddler hugging his dad over there. <laughs> That's all right. Come to Papa anytime, right? All right. Well, um, last you were here three years ago uh, for the movie Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. And before we get to the rest of the stuff, I want to talk to you about. You got to settle something. Obviously, there's an incredible controversy about that movie Hobbs and Shaw. Are yeah. you you know what I'm talking about? No, here? I have no idea. There is a controversy as to whether Hobbs and Shaw is canon in the Fast and the Furious universe because. <laughs> Does it fit anywhere? Is it, is, do we have to accept that as part of the story as Fast and the Furious? What is your belief? And, and keep in mind that if it is part of the canon, then why is the 11th Fast and the Furious movie called Fast 10? Mm. You don't get easy questions here. Oh. You know. I mean, yeah, we yeah. hold the guest feet to the <laughs> <Yeah>. fire. <laughs> yeah, you're putting yes. me right in there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you know what I'd say? I'd say that I was amazing in that movie.
0: <laughs> That's the right answer. That's the right
1: answer. <laughs> do you mind if I take this coat off? Because uh...
0: I... You can. Idris, you can take the pants off if well, you want. Nah, I better not. Uh,
1: what
0: do you let's got? What not, let's to... let's not, to... take, no. I'll take the
1: one. The... No, listen, I wore the jacket. I thought, uh, you know, it's quite Luthery. Yeah, it's
0: very Luthery. Just drape it. Thank you. Yeah. Just, just drape. But it, there you it, go. It's not really good for. Very nice. You know, very nice. No. Late, no. Because we night. also might we also mix it up. Exactly. You never know. Or no. <laughs> you laugh. You laugh now. Well, right, but you, you won't be laughing me? when I'm dead on the floor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Punch my head off my shoulders.
1: So how how you how have you been? Good man. I mean, you know, since I since I saw you, I had a big birthday. Which one?
0: Five oh. Oh wow. Oh. No. Oh. What's no. that like?
1: I mean, you haven't reached there yet, so... Someday. Someday, Someday. but uh, it's... A, Someday, it's yeah. uh You know what? It, there's a lot of... Um, you know what I-gaff I, I means? I-gaff? No. What's I-gaff? I don't give a... You know. Yes. There's a lot of that happening.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. You get- oh, no, but that's actually a good feeling pl- past 50. You just do not care what people think of you. Oh, man.
1: I love it.
0: It works for almost everything.
1: It's like, I don't give a... You know what I mean?
0: Does that affect your performing? Like, does, like, you just do your thing?
1: No, actually, it actually makes me a lot more uh, sort of considered, considering my performance, mm-hmm. uh, because, you, you know. Don't, you know you don't have many left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This could be it. That, that, that wasn't where I was going, but yes.
0: Yeah, just, just think about that, just think about that, yeah. 100%, yeah, uh-huh. 100%. But no, yeah. it feels good, I, and, and I feel good, thank you. How, how are you, how are you? How, how am I? Yeah. I'm 58, I'm barely hanging on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So I keep my coat on. Um, <laughs> no one wants to see my guns. Now, here's the last time we were here. We are talking about how that, besides being, you know, a, an actor, you're also a DJ, mm. and you DJ on Ibiza. Okay, do you still? Post-50, are you allowed to be a DJ? <laughs> just, just about. Or, uh, I either, or they check your ID? No, they check my ID now. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, yeah, see if I, my yep. Zimmer frame can fit, you know, where the, in a in in booth. Um, no, I'm still DJing. I'm doing Coachella again. I did Coachella. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know, man. They must be, uh, you know, suckers for punishment. But no, I'm going to have a good time at Coachella. I love DJing. It's kind of like a sort of ground zero for me. You know what I mean? It just keeps me very grounded. Okay. Do you have a, a DJ name?
0: Uh, it's Idris Elba. <laughs> Come on, you've got to have... I mean, you got to be okay. DJ, uh, goatee. I, I, I don't know what I would yeah, call you. Yeah, I used to be uh, DJ Big Driss, but... Big Driss? Yeah. Big Driss?
1: Yeah, but it didn't work, you know. Do you have any...
0: What would what I what be? You, uh, uh, DJ
1: Cole Beard. <laughs> or Cole Beer. Cole Beer. Big Bear? Big Bear?
0: Or, I like that. I don't know. Um... Little Bear? <laughs> <laughs> Baby Bear? DJ Gold- Goldilocks? B. CB. CB. DJ CB. That's nice. It's uh, a working title. Okay. Now, has has has, you know, in in all seriousness, I I I you're one of my favorite actors. And I'm just curious whether have you gotten better as an actor? You know, I'm not saying even to post 50, but as you get older, how does that change your approach to the work? Because when people are younger, they have a certain vitality and they have mm. a hunger and they throw mm. themselves in the work mm. completely, sometimes to a fault. Mm. How does being a more mature man change the way you do your performance? I think I think um, there's
1: a lot of like you know experience that goes into the. Hey, first of all, the roles you pick. You know what I mean? You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're sort of looking at the script, thinking about what do I have to offer to the character, what do I have to offer to the director and the cast, mm-hmm. and, and how many days do I have off, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and what's the location? That's a big one, yeah, what's the location? <laughs> Are but we I, shooting in Ibiza? <laughs> but I definitely uh, feel that, you know, age gives you a lot more sort of, uh, you know, uh, I guess, you know, inquisitiveness to, to sort of mm-hmm. get as close to the character as you can you know what I mean and uh, um I enjoy that
0: process a lot more as I, as I get older you know well as I was saying to you backstage and I know this movie came out during covid so it's been out for a little while but I think everybody should see 3000 years of longing which is you and Tilda Swinton mm. where you play a genie a gin, yeah and you're at least 3000 years old you're an <laughs> eternal being yeah. and you you I don't know what another actor who could convey that level of soulful, heartbroken gravitas that you bring to that part immediately. No, I, I buy you as an otherworldly being uh, who uh, is full of grief over the loneliness of life. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I mean, it's a
1: classic. No one's seen it.
0: Right. No, I really think it is. A, I think it is a classic. I think it's one of George Miller's greatest films. It
1: is, actually. It was one of the um, hardest films to make. We shot it in Sydney during the, you know, the epidemic, I mean, the pandemic, yeah. and it was, like, a very difficult film to make. Mm. Um, it is a deep film, though. You know, it's, a, it's about a, a genie who basically lives for three thousand years and comes and meets a woman that, in a hotel room and says, "You know, here's your three wishes." And she's like, "Nah, uh, I'm not into that." He's like, oh, "Well, let me tell you something." Anyway,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he can't he can't be free until she until, asks yeah, for exactly. three wishes
1: the, the the truest the wishes of her heart of her heart. Yes. Yeah, it's a good film. It's it's deep.
0: Now, you've said in recent years you've been... The quote I have here is shedding skins. What do you mean by that? That sounds painful.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's psoriasis, basically, you know. Sure. Just, uh, just around the elbows. Yeah, there. you can get some Otesla for that. I think. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't know. I think, um, you know, you grow older and there's things that you care about a lot when you're younger. And then as you get older, you just let go of those, some of those things, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very much one of these people... I'm West African. We hold on to things for a while. You know what I mean? There's a certain sort of, like, we hold on to it. And as I get older, I just, you know, not so much. Shed. Like my jacket, like my coat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what does
0: that free you up to do? If you, if you shed the skin, what does that allow you to do? I think it's about <clears throat> being more accepting,
1: absorbing more. You know, you learn more, you're exposed to more. And I guess, you know, being more open. You know what I mean? When you can shed some stuff that you've been sort of holding on for a long time in your youthful years, Mm -hmm. as you get older, you can sort of accept more, I think.
0: We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Idris Elba, everybody. Stick around. son, Idris Elba. As you said, you're you're West African, your mom is from Ghana, and your father, Sierra Leone? Sierra Leone, And you recently went to Ghana, right here, (laughs) last month. What was the occasion? Yeah.
1: What was the occasion? uh, Well, I was in Ghana, actually, I was making a documentary about gold, the Gold Coast. I was really fascinated how human beings are fascinated with this Mineral gold, right? And um, while I was there in Ashanti Kingdom, which is in Kumasi, the king, the Ashanti king said, hey, I'm a big fan. Why don't you come to my yearly procession where I meet all of my kingdom, of which is a very big, vast kingdom. And he said, please come down and say hi. What? Yes. (laughs) So I showed up in my jeans. They were like, no, 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 no. (laughs) You gotta wear this. And that was the outfit, and it was a really fascinating day. I mean, it was beautiful. The tradition was rich, and um, and you know, this is this is a kente uh, a, a kente outfit mm-hmm. cloth. And when you had meet, wo-
0: as you wore one before? No. no, no. Was it hard? Like, is there a difficult? Is it it's, a special way to? There's a
1: system. So when you meet the king, you know, typically what you have to do, you have to wrap, you have to drop the shoulder down a little bit, and then shake the king's hand.
0: It's part of the tradition. Um, what but does this it, symbolize, like openness or something I like that? I guess. It's just a sort
1: of, like, symbol of sort of respect. Mm. You know, this is the first time I'm wearing it, right? And, you know, underneath, you just got your shorts on. And my thing kept unraveling. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to meet the king and it's, it's going to fall off me and it's to be standing there in my boxers. <laughs> and I was like, please, let this not happen to me. So I did my thing really gently. It was actually a really beautiful time. I don't mean to make fun of it. It was very um, beautiful.
0: Well, the, you have the, the new film, you're returning as Detective John Luther in Luther, The Falling Sun. For those who aren't familiar, who is John Luther and what's it like to play a character for 13 years? Yeah, I know. I, I, so,
1: John Luther is a character I played in uh, 2010. He's a detective and it's, you know, the detective genre. Mm-hmm. He's a broken man, you know, mm-hmm. tortured. Uh, it was for the BBC originally, and we did five seasons. Um, it's a great show. I love that show. And then eventually, you know, we wanted to see it on a bigger scale. So we, you know, sort of put it in the ether, and here we are with a film, the first film.
0: Well, we, we have a clip. Do you know what we're going to see here? No. You don't. Mm. <laughs> well, this will be exciting for both of us then. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where is it? It's in the Where is it? It's in the cupboard. In the cupboard. Idiots. You listened to this. No. Have you? No. No. Good, because it's horrible. Do you know what it is? It's the dying breath of a, of a young man. A young man named Callum Aldridge. And it's horrible. And I want to find the prick that made that recording. And you're going to help me by telling me how this transmitter got here. can no? Huh? Okay, Right. well, this is the part where I do something horrible to you, like perhaps, uh, I don't know, tattoo your eyeball. How do you turn it on? Turn it on! Turn it on! Come on. There you go. There you go. Don't move. Stop moving. Stop moving. Stop moving!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Idris, thank you so much for being here. Good to see you, bro. Luther, the Fallen Son premieres this Friday on Netflix. It's Idris Elba, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing: if you want to see more of me, come to the Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives.
1: Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town. And they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're gonna find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount Plus.